Welcome to Go Simcha, the podcast that takes you on an in-depth approach to the Jewish music, entertainment, and Simcha world. Now, here's your host, Zisha Littman. of Go Simcha, the podcast, is proudly sponsored by Karen Simchas Chassan Vikala. Karen Simchas Chassan Vikala was founded over 25 years ago and is based in Brooklyn, New York. KSCVK helps widows, orphans, and people who are in dire need of marrying off a child. Working through their network of vendors, KSCVK ensures that every wedding is just as special as the next. Run by world-renowned party planner Devorah Benjamin, KSCVK takes care that each wedding is as elegant as the next one, ensuring dignity and class through every wedding that they put on. To donate to KSCVK, please visit their website, kscvk.org, today. That's kscvk.org, and help make someone's wedding special. everybody welcome back to another wonderful week of go simple the podcast we just came off episode two in season two which featured Avram freed i'm sure everybody enjoyed that episode i know i did um this week we are going further behind the scenes we're taking we're taking the time to sit down with one of the most notorious producers in the music industry um he has helped countless artists on their albums and has been very instrumental no pun intended in some of the greatest albums we have out there in the Jewish music world. It's an honor and a pleasure at Big Schluss to sit down with Yitzi Berry here on Go Simcha, the podcast, kicking off season two, episode three. Yitzi, Shalom Aleichem, how are you? Welcome to my show. Hi, thank you so much. Hello to Zisha and hello to all the listeners. And it's really a great uh, honor to be here right after uh, Avram Fried, the great uh, legend. It's, uh, I, yeah. it's a big honor. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, we we're, every week we have one, another guest on the show, and everybody, everybody has a unique story. Um, Avram Fried had a very unique story. Every guest we have has a cool story. So now it's your turn to tell us yours. So how did it all begin? Wow. Uh, we have to go back here uh, a nice amount of years. And, uh, well, the truth is, you know, I'm sure most of, uh, most of the people know who my father was, who my father is. And, uh, you know, I'm the son of, uh, one of the biggest uh, arrangers from the last generation. And, um, Baruch Hashem, he's still alive and well. He's just a little bit in a different, um, a different area today. He does, uh, he's in the yeshiva here in, uh, Jerusalem and has a lot of Talmudim throughout the years. But uh, I basically grew up in a very uh, musical environment, um, starting with my father doing, you know, big productions, uh, doing MVD, Freed, all the big names um, those days. And the, the truth is that until the age 10, 12 at least, I did not even know what my father does. I had no idea that he deals in, uh, with the music business. Um, he, he like, he, he was never like one of those big stars and stuff, you know, he did everything like he, he, most of the time he did things in Asmanim and uh, during the year he was a Rebbe. Uh, so that's a very interesting, um, combination what my father, uh, was in the music business. But, uh, at some point, you know, I became a teenager, started a little bit getting more into, uh, enjoying it, going with my father to studios. To watch, you know, to watch the, the the live musicians and all that, and I just loved it. It was just in my blood, and uh, I, I guess I picked up something over there. I only started playing piano when I was 16 years old. 
Oh, wow. So that's like, I call that like the big miracle of my career is that I was able to, because that's really like, it's too late really uh, at that age. But Baruch uh, Hashem, I picked it up and uh, I just did it. And then um, in Yeshiva, I was learning in uh, in Yeshiva here called Torah in uh, Jerusalem. And I met a friend, just nothing to do with the music. Uh, his name is Ellie Klein. And I met him in uh, Yeshiva. We were Chavrusa, actually. And uh, we started talking a little bit about music. And then, you know, it became more and more. And somehow it just uh, rolled into us doing uh, our first production. This is probably 10 years ago when, you know, I was just in my early 20s, maybe a little before that. And um, our first real opportunity came up when uh, David Fadida, uh, known as FDD Productions, uh, called us one day. He called Ellie, actually. And he wanted us to, to do a song for Jonathan Sheinfeld, which was just a very young kid at the time. And he was starting his career. And we did, the, you know, he let us do two songs on that album, which was a very big treat for us. And we really had no idea what we're doing. We just <laughs> came to the studio. And this is the first time, like, that I'm coming to the studio and I see this, I see, you know, obviously in gold, uh, Yaron Gutfried, uh, the great pianist. And uh, Avi Avidani, uh, the drummer, and they knew me as a little child that just, you know, used to come there and just bother them. And all of a sudden, I'm like, you know, with my papers and all that, which I, I used to handwrite I, the, the notes at the time before the, I mean, they were computers then, but I just didn't know it. I just did what my father did, what I saw from my father. And he always wrote the notes out, you know. Uh, so it took me hours to write those few notes. And uh, that was a great, it was a great experience. But um, since then, you know, we had a lot of uh, nice breakthroughs and uh, it's a big, big siyata vishmaya. You know, there's really, there's really no, no good reason for it, but uh, that, it's just what happened. Wow. That's quite a story. So, so from going and following yeah. your father around to, to coming up and doing it yourself, that's quite a story. And, you know, I guess the old saying goes, you got to fake it till you make it. So I see, you know, you said you went in there and you had no clue what you're doing. And then it, it, everything worked out very well. And you said you meant you had a number of different breakthroughs and here you are today. That's really impressive. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a bit of a crazy story because I think anyone I'll meet that, that was back then in the studios and saw me as a child, like it's always like they're um, they're very surprised, you know. They're like, okay, they, it's not like I was uh, uh, one of those kids that came in, but I was like always very involved. I just came in because I enjoyed it. I really had nothing. I couldn't play one note on the piano at the time uh, when I was coming. Like I said, I just started at age 16, you know, with the piano, and it's just like, yeah, it's some kind of a miracle, um, and you know, it just shows that uh, someone that uh, that has it inside. It just, it could burst out any day. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you don't have to, I mean, there's a lot of work that went into it afterwards. I right. I remember myself, let's, um, right after that, uh, when I was like 18, 19, I remember being Azman and I would come home. And at the time, my father already had a home studio and he bought, you know, a Mac with Logic and all that. And I, I remember my mother at some point, like telling me, yes, 
you, you did not leave that studio for 10 hours. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and 10 hours? And, and it's, it's true. I did not eat nothing. Like I was, I was in there for, literally for 10 hours, just working on stuff and trying to figure out what I'm doing. And, and uh, I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't just happen in one day, but it just shows that if you have it inside, so it's just, it's just going to burst out one day. I don't know for sure, and I, I I totally understand the the hard work it goes into arranging pieces of music and writing, doing the notation. Um, I actually took music theory um, back when I was in high school, and I'm a musician. I play I play a number of different instruments, and and I took music theory. And writing and doing the notation is very very tedious, and very very ta- very very frustrating sometimes. And but when you get it right, and the melodies all sound so good and clear, it's just it's just a masterpiece. It's a mechaya. And it's, right. it's amazing. It definitely is. And uh, it's funny. It's funny that you're saying that because I, I never really took uh, theory or nor did my uh, partner, Ellie. You're not missing anything. <laughs> uh, I promise we, you. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The truth is my father also never took. And, uh, but it's just, yeah, it just shows that, uh, you know, it, 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 it could be very helpful and maybe also uh, save some time on certain things. But a lot of things that I, that I today, that I, let's say I read about, uh, you know, music uh, theory and different, uh, you know, leading and uh, whatever harmonies. And I'm like, yeah, that makes, that makes perfect sense in my head. Just from right. picking it up from different things that you, that you learn throughout the years. Right. What, what sounds better and what sounds, you know. Right. No, for yeah. sure. And then you're able to transpose that onto the onto the sheet music, and then give it over to everybody else. No, for sure. Um, it, right. It 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 seems like like I said, quite the journey. What would you say one of your biggest one of your biggest um, issues was when it was coming up in this? Like, what was one of your biggest tri- trials that you had to deal with um, coming up into this industry? What was one of the big uh, like obstacles? Yeah, what was something that was that was yeah, it was a big obstacle for you? Um well, as I said before, everything just it, it's not like I had this plan, you know, since I'm a child, I didn't have this dream to become this uh, ranger or anything or or be like my father. I mean, I did have it inside of me and there's something there's something so amazing by knowing that you're doing something even if even if you're not in the front you know, on stage, you know, you're doing things, you know, I work from my, from my home. Right. Uh, I just, I, I, I just never leave my house except for like going out for davening and, and stuff like that. Right. And, and things, and, and you know that like hundreds and thousands of people are dancing out there to think that you were involved in either composing, arranging, producing, mixing, whatever it is. And it's just like one of the best uh, feelings a person could have that he's like, he's actually doing something. Um, and it's, it's just, uh, it's amazing. But like I'm saying, I never had this big uh, dream when I was a child. I never really like was trying to do something and I felt like I have to, you know, overcome something. It, it, it really was like one big Seattle Dishmaya story, which, um, which I feel I, I feel re- uh, very grateful to, uh, to Hashem, of course, and to a lot of people uh, along the way. You know, if it's my father and uh, Ellie, my partner, that together we've been for 10 years already, and I'm sure 
that uh, we both help each other on so many aspects. If it's musical, just, you know, like learning, uh, just learning, you know, different tastes and uh, whatever it is. Right. Or also, you know, dealing, dealing with, with different things in the industry. And, uh, you know, just to, you have only half of the, half of, half of the uh, work on your shoulders. You know what I mean? So it's right. Like, no, for sure. There's something very, yeah. And it's funny because how you say it, like to that you know you're behind the scenes of it all, but when you when when the production comes out and everything comes out, it, the schmack you get from seeing everybody involved, like excited over the music and dancing and everything like that, it's truly incredible. Um, when you had Miriam Israeli on the show um, in season one, she said the same thing. You know, she said you know she's super duper behind the scenes. She writes everybody's lyrics. She writes everybody's music. Right. And she said she was at a, she was at Binyan Elma. And there was a concert with like Mordechai Shapiro and um, every, like a big concert, at Kilo. And she said she was sitting in the crowd, and she got so she gets such a gishmak from it. And she turned around to the family who was sitting behind, her and she looked at her and she said, "You know who wrote this song?" And they're like, "No, who did?" She's like, "Me, I wrote it." And they're like, "Wow, <laughs> you know, it's like to see it's like yeah. to see the finished product from your perspective is something truly it 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 it's, it must be exciting and gives you such a geschmack in it and yeah it's definitely very fulfilling and it just fills fills up your heart with joy to be able to really do something good uh, for so many people and uh, even sometimes they don't know that it's you or they don't know who you who you are or they don't know right. that it's your song you know a lot of times you do something and in the end, somehow the credit didn't even get on there. You know, people forget or whatever, you know, people just um, forward it on WhatsApp without all the credit. So, okay. It's, right. It is what it is, but it's just, it's, it's really, you know, one of the most fun things is when someone is talking to me about songs and he says, <laughs> you know, I really love this and that song. And he didn't even know that I have anything to, to, to do with it. Right. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, great. That's my song. Thank you. That's really funny. That's really funny. So you mentioned you had a few major breakthroughs um, with the people you've been working with. Who are some of your biggest success stories that you've had that you've that you've worked with? Well, the first, the, the, our first breakthrough that I could remember is uh, when Fadida uh, David Fadida afterwards uh, let us do a couple of songs on Ohad's album. Oh wow! And that was um, that was like our first. Yeah, no, the first time we did, we did for Jonathan Sheinfeld, and we did for Isik Dadia, which was so, he wasn't what he is today. It was just starting then, and we did for him a couple of songs. It was very nice, and we were getting um, experience. Mm -hmm. And then um, and then when we asked Fadida, you know, what's with Ohad's album? He said, oh, no, no, that's, uh, hey, that's serious production, okay? That's with, with Yassi Green and Moshe Laufer. I don't think you could touch that. Um, and then, like... Somehow, all of a sudden, a couple of days later, he's like, okay, you know what? You're going to do five songs on Ola's album. I'm like, what? So uh, we ended up doing a nice amount of songs on that album. If it was uh, Malchuscha, composed by Eli Gerstner. It was Niban Siach, composed by uh, Yitzi Waldner. You know, great composers. And it was a, like a big honor for us also to to do that. That was the first time we actually recorded a string, uh, string section also. Mm -hmm. And it was just amazing. So that was the first uh, breakthrough that I feel. Um, after that, a couple of years later, um, we met uh, two Hasidic guys here in Israel. Their name is uh, Yoeli Klein and Shia Gross. 
And, you know, we were, we were playing around a little bit with a few different songs. And then they came to us and said, um, listen, there's this uh, Kumzit song that we just wrote. And we do it with, uh, they had some kind of yeshiva over there that they were, uh, they went always to, to do like Kumzit for them on uh, Thursday night. And they said, you have to come. So uh, we went over there one night and they were singing a song for like 40 minutes straight. And it was just like so inspiring. It's the first time we heard this song, but it was like so touching. And that was the Afilo Behastara song, you know, before wow. it was ever produced or anything. And they said, okay, we want to do it. And uh, so we did that arrangement. And like, I don't remember such a thing since then. A song that we uh, did the arrangement. And like the minute it came out, it was just like a huge hit. I don't even know how that happened. And like two days later, Chaim Israel already recorded his own version. And then uh, I can't even tell you how many more versions of that song I, uh, we've seen since then. But that was, uh, that was also a big breakthrough, I feel. Uh, the Hastara, and then of course, uh, doing MBD's last album, uh, Seaka, which uh, was about uh, three years ago. That was also a huge uh, breakthrough for us because that's like you know, that's like uh, getting uh, a stempel from from right from the biggest from the biggest artist in, in Jewish music that's been leading that's been leading you know, he's been leading the the, the Jewish music industry. The last 40 years, probably. Yeah, it, it has been about 40 years. Like I remember because I was talking with, with Alvin Fried about that last, last week. He said, you know, when he started off in the industry, there was, there was not that many people. And he said MBD was, was one of them. He was like the, the front runner in, in the Jewish singing world. He was a young kid who came on the scene and disrupted the entire scene by, by changing it from a bunch of older people going out and doing more chazanas to bring out that that energy and that that livelihood that he's that that they do that he does, and yeah, it's about forty right. years plus. It's Kanina her. Yes, yes, and I and I feel like you know for for him to actually come to us, you know, we were basically uh, young. I mean, we still are, Baruch Hashem, but some things. <laughs> Uh, you know, young producers uh, in the music, and um, he's used to working with the biggest names that we like. You know, we look at them like my, what it, my father, Mona, uh, Moshe Laufer, and uh, then for him to come to us and to uh, actually, we did eight songs on his last album, um, eight out of uh, twelve. So it's like uh, we were like, wow, you know, this is like a big, a big thing for us. And uh, Baruch Hashem, and we're actually working already now on, on the next album. So that means that he's, uh, <laughs> that he he's uh, Maskin, you know. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so Yitzi, we're going to take a quick pause now to hear a quick commercial break from our sponsor, Kosherika Cruises, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Um, wow, Yitzi, that was that was an incredible story. Um, and the fact that you know you landed MBD as a client and you're working with him on his other album really shows that you guys do quality work and you're able to, to be up in there with the, re with the rest of the big names. Now, who else have you worked with over the years? What are some of your notable um, clients that you've worked with over the years? Yeah. Uh, first, yeah. First of all, when you say clients, my heart is like squinching. I don't even know why it's just like, it's not, it's not clients. Not a client. Uh, people were working. Right. Yeah. He's not my clients. I mean, we're people that we're working with. Javier. Um, 
Yeah, we're really, really friends and we get to know each other. It's so funny. You know, I was I was thinking about it just the other day yeah. that there are some people that we've done we've done songs for uh, either uh, composed or just arrangements or even just mixed a song for someone. And I really feel like I know the guy, even though I never met him in my life. And, um, wow. and it's just like just from going back and forth and you really get the emotion of you, you get his heart when you're dealing with art. Right. Uh, you really get a person's heart, and that's very interesting because I don't know if you have that in other, um, in other, uh, in different industries. Because when you're dealing with art, it could be music, it could be whatever it is, uh, books. But you're really uh, understanding the other person's uh, emotions. And you know, let's say just now um, we did for Morty Shapiro. Uh, the first time I ever spoke to to this. Um, this great, you know, he's a great person and a great singer, and I and I got to know him. The first time I ever spoke to him was let's say like a week before Pesach or something, just now, like a couple of months ago. Oh wow! And now on his last album, uh, yeah, it's funny how that evolved. Also, uh, I sent him a song uh, that I uh, I wrote, and I did like I I really wanted like a very calm, soothing, like a morning song. I did it very uh, soft country. And I sang, you know, Boker Tov Olam, Boker Tov Olam, Boker Shekaze. Very, very soft. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sent it to Morty. And the next day I wake up with like three emails from him. Wow, this is amazing. I just want, you know, sending to Yitzhi Waldner, my producer, and this and that. And then the next day uh, I spoke to him uh, on the phone. And he's like, yeah, I just, uh, I love the melody. I want to take it to a little different direction. And... And uh, he sings to me like with his piano, you know the the pop style. That I don't know if you heard it yet. But it's, Which one? Uh, on his um, his last Boker Tov Olam, it's called, and it's on his uh, last album, the sixth track. And um, and I said, well, you know, I love it. It's it's ve- it's so Morty Shapiro now, and I love it. It's like pop. It has a good feel, very very uh, vibrant and uh, spark, and. Uh, and then he said, okay, you know what, I think, uh, I think I, I'll take it to my arrangers. I have here greater uh, pop arrangers in, in the States with I work with. And I said, you know what, why not give me a chance? Nice. I, I'm assuming he thought that I'm more for MBD, you know, like more the, the live stuff, whatever it is. Right. And he said, okay, okay, but I really don't have time because this album has to come out. Uh, uh, I want it like Baimer, but the latest divorce. Right. So I said, okay, don't worry. I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna take your time. And uh, within, I don't know if it was the next day or two days later, I sent him this track of the demo for the arrangement, and he was like going crazy from it. And uh, he said, wow, I can't believe it. You know, it's only two days, whatever. He, he was like all uh, nervous that I'm gonna keep his album from, uh, from being from the release date. You know, <laughs> and then. Uh, and then anyway, Baruch Hashem, he ended up giving us another two songs that he had that he hadn't yet uh, given for arrangement. So we did three arrangements on the uh, last album. It's just, it's just such a big, you know, Siata Dishmaya, how these things work out. You know, you do one song, you send it out, and all of a sudden you get three arrangements to do, and you're like part of someone's album and someone great like that, that he's really, if you said before about uh, MBD, that he, you know, that he's the first one to take from Chazanis to actually giving out those, that, that real... Uh, liveliness on the on the uh, stage, 
so Morty's taking it to a whole different stage here. That, no, that for sure. Thing, he's like, uh, he was, he was great. He's doing something big. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it was uh, also a very big pleasure to work with him. And as I was saying, it's like you get to know a person through, I never met him, but I'm like his friend now. And I feel like I know him and just, you know, from a few voice notes here and there, uh, uh, maybe a phone call. Uh, right. um, and I, I really get to know the person and to know what he likes and his energy. And he has great, great energy. He's, he's so enthusiastic. And he's like, when he likes something, he loves it. You know, he's like, he doesn't just, yeah, it's good. It's fine. He's like, wow. And his, and he has that spark in his eyes all the time. So right. it's really nice. That's why I'm saying it's not clients, it's friends, friends. And it's people that I work with and we, we create things together. And it's a great feeling. But oh, yeah, sure. if you asked who the names are, so uh, I'm, I, don't, I don't have a list of them, but I'm saying we had the honor to, to just actually uh, release a song with Avram Fried just, um, just like two weeks ago, Abba it's called. Yeah, uh, we did that. that I love that song. Production. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, it's I, a great feel. It's like it's Avon Freed mixed with new age, with like a new style of music. It's it's Avon Freed meets like um, electronic. And I was telling him about this. It. Like right. it's such a great mesh, like with the beats and with that that low bass and all that stuff. It's such a great mesh. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think the two yeah. would go together. But the way it's synced up and combined, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. In general, I must say about, about uh, Avram Fried and uh, MBD, these people, if you think about it, the people that actually are still, are still up and alive uh, that were here also 20 years ago. I mean, there were some more, there were some more singers back then that were very, very much maybe not like as them. But they're still around and they're, they're, they're still kicking it off like really. Uh, and that is because they have such a young uh, spirit and right. they're willing to hear new styles that they never did before. And they're right. not just like, no, we love the old style. Give us the 90s. Give us right. We find people that are singers that they just want to hear the old sound. And, the, and yeah, but that's right. not what Isla wants to hear. Well, and Avram Fried and MBD and Shweki and, you know, these people, they, they really, they know how to, they, they want it. It's not just that they're doing it because that's business. They, right. they really learn to enjoy it themselves. Right. Like and he they was like saying the to me. Sound. Yeah, I was going to say, like he was saying to me, Avram Fried was telling me, he's like, I broke every rule. I did with this track. I broke every single rule that I knew in music and <laughs> I just did it. You know, the, he said there was no, you know, usually we go with an intro here. There's just a few guitar licks and, and it goes straight into the beat and straight into the, the, the vocals. We broke every single rule and right. it came together and it was just amazing. Yeah. yeah he said yeah, like, he he's into it. That also before he was impressed from it. He was like, you know, we're used to having an opening. And this, I said, I know. I know we're used to having an opening. And th- this is just it. That's it. It's a song. It's a good beat. It's a great message. And, you know, it's uh, Baruch Hashem. It really picked up and uh, it's doing great. So, uh, absolutely. The rules are here uh, sometimes just to, to know that they're there. And to, you know, if. If someone doesn't know that the rules are there and he's just like doing things out of nowhere, so sometimes it's a little bit uh, weird. But if you know they're there and you know why you're breaking them, so it's, it's a good thing. Right. And, and that's what it's all about. I Meaning is like to really continue to succeed in the, in the music world, 
you have to really, you have to really adapt to what's going on. But again, like what Alvin Free was telling me, he said, he's like, I have my boundaries. I know where I have, I know where I'm, where I stand. I know where I'm going to go and I'm not going to go over these, over the borders. And like, that's how he's right. able, like people like him are able to continue to succeed. Can I know her? in producing music because they can adapt to the, the, the new music, the new styles that are going out nowadays, but with staying within staying in the realms of their, their, their borders. And right. And that's what you got to do. And I'm sure you've, you've got, exactly. you've worked, I'm sure you've worked with a number of people who are, who are in, into the new styles of music. I mean, that's why I was going to ask you what, what's your take on all this new styles and new sounds within the Jewish music world, copy, like taking from the out, outside sources and bringing it into our world. What's your, what's your take on that? Listen, I, I, I'm loving it because, uh, in the end, uh, it's not us that are deciding what people are going to actually like, you know, they, they, people love new sounds and they're looking for it anywhere. So if you have the ability to actually take it a little bit, you know, tastes from there and give them something that's, you know, that that's kosher, so I think that's an amazing thing and uh, things, you know, things change, people taste change. It, 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 it might go back all of a sudden to different things that, you know, that were once. And um, it's just, it's very important to keep, to keep, uh, to keep being current. And I, first of all, my, my father also, you know, he's, he's from the old school, but he loves these new sounds. He always tells me, Yeti, you know, when you have something, you know, very nice and poppy, send it to me. I want to hear it. I want to know, even though he, 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 he can't do that. He can't do that anymore today. You know, he doesn't have those, that, that he doesn't have it in him, but he really enjoys it. And, right. uh, look, some, some people, at least here in Israel, they, they accused us, uh, back in the day for being the, the, for being like the, the starters of, of this whole pop um, electronic and uh, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. till then it was mostly, you know, like I said, Mona, Moshe Laufer, there was Ellie Laufer, there's uh, Yisra Lamb, uh, all these arrangers, great musicians and my father. And they, they all did only live music. It, you, you never heard electronic, you know, MBD right. had one little uh, electronic track here and there, but, like when we came out, like I said, the first Jonathan Shainfield that we did, uh, not actually the first song, but the, after that first album we did for him, uh, right. for his second album, we did just do it. It was called, you know, Fadida said, I want, I want a song in English, a real pop electronic song. Right. And we were still in Yeshiva at the time. We just sat together in our dorm in Yeshiva and wrote Just Do It and did the production all there in the computer and when it came out, people were like, what? It's so guyish and it's so, mm. but in the end, uh, today, if you look back at it, it's so innocent. It's so <laughs> it's funny. Like, you know, today things are coming out that are, yeah, you know. Well, well everything in Israel so, uh, is, is, is more harif, you know what I mean? Like everything over here is, 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 is always on a higher, higher level of, of like harif, no matter what you're doing. So like it's, it compared to what goes on in America, you know? But it's still very funny that, right. they, that they, that's what that's what the response was. Yeah, yeah, I get. We get that still a lot of times. Like, uh, what you th- you do live music also? We thought you're only uh, like electronic producers or whatever. Like, we still get that even like today, just because of that. Uh, just do it, and I guess you know a few more things that we did for Kinderlock back in the day and different things. Kinderlock, for Dacia, wow. Whatever, but, uh, 
Yeah. That, that's funny. Wow, can I know her? I mean, it seems like you you got you 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 guys keep doing great work and you're producing great music and bring and bring great sound to the world. Um, what does the future hold for Yitzi Berry? Uh, wow, who knows? I uh, you know, I I really I look at myself and um, I'm a little bit like uh can't believe where I am today. Really, I had the, the, it's, it's really a pleasure to meet so many people and to, to be able to, to inspire so many people. And, uh, like I said, you know, just, just working with all these great, really, we have, we have, there's so many people told me, um, you know, the music industry when I was younger, uh, it's so messy and don't, don't get into it and like, why? just you know become a lawyer whatever it is an accountant whatever and i i can't, I can't imagine myself being somewhere else there's, first of all there's so many great people you know every every industry has you know here and there a little bit mess but there's really so many great people that you meet on the way and everyone's trying to everyone's trying to you know to succeed but of course they're trying to to to, to do good you really see it on you know benny friedman was here the other day just a couple of weeks ago he came to my studio He's just like such a good person, you know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. always smiling, and he, he, like he, I think he could just sell his smile, you know what I mean? He doesn't right. have to sell songs, really. He's like so so nice and so and right. Morty and uh, Barry Weber, all these guys like we've worked with and and MBD. The, you know, we sit here and like half of the time we're not even doing music, we're just schmoozing, and and it's just it's just so much fun. So I'm just praying that uh, that I could continue with what I'm doing. And um, Amazing. just you know that the future should still uh, should still uh, there should be great music always, and we should always come up with great ideas for for songs. And um, I just hope that it continues. Amazing, amazing! Wow. Well, this was quite the this was quite the story. I'm happy we got your perspective on what goes on uh, and going behind the scene, properly behind the scenes of the music industry, what you do, the impact that you have, and the wonderful people that you work with, and the fact that you enjoy what you do and is is always a plus. Um, so it's That's it was the seriously, best part about it, yeah, for sure. And it was seriously a pleasure having you on the show. I'm finally happy we we're able to copy you bring you down. Um, and I, I wish you tremendous outsluch and everything you're doing. Continue to bring good music to Fly Israel. Continue to inspire with the people you're working with and with your songs. And keep me posted on when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're releasing some new music. Oh, sure. I'll always keep you posted. And it was really a pleasure, uh, even though we almost didn't speak about the actual work. But that's, a, that's already a work, um, material for another uh, episode, maybe in the future. Well, well, what uh, do you, you mean? Know, the actual what we're doing. Right. What? What do you mean the actual? Yes. Oh, so tell me. Tell me right now. No, tell actually, me. like people, a lot of people, no, a lot of people, they ask me. Right. You know, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? The singer, the singer sings. So like, what, what did you do? Oh, you do everything. Uh, whatever. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's what I want to say. But then like, what do you mean everything? Like. And, uh, his, yeah, it's, it's very, it's very funny to see because different people, the music is like, it's so right. interesting because like different people know different, they have different knowledge about yeah, like what goes into the music. So they, right. you know, some of that's already more today, more and more people know that there's a whole process, right. that there's first just a melody 
of right. a, a guy that composed the song. And then there's a guy that did the arrangement, you know, like what style it's going to be, what chords, what harmonies, what tempo, what will right. be the opening, uh, the whole feel. Right. You know, just there's so many things that could change a song, uh, a feel of a song. Right. Starting with the melody, of course, the lyrics, of course, the arrangement right. is so is so important also. And then just even the sound of it, you know, how the singer sang it. Did he sing right. it with a smile? With it, with it. So there's so many things that go into each song, really. And um, I, I, I think, I can't, uh, I can't find on this, but I think that we were the first ones, me and Ellie, to actually bring all that into one, in, in, in one, uh, under one roof. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like we do also the composing, the arrangement, the sound, the mixing, the um, um, vocal production and all that. And um, it's, it's a very nice uh, journey for each song, you know, from, from the minute it's, it's born as, an, as a small idea in, in the head until it's like actually a product out there. That's um, incredible. There's a lot of work. So. That's absolutely incredible. And, and again, can I know her? You should continue to have tremendous haslach in everything you're doing because it's a real avoda. But at the end of the day, when you see that finished product and you go and you hear those concerts and you hear those albums and you see people with the smiles on their face and the schmack that they're getting, it must be nachas to you and must be nachas to Ellie. And it, it, it exactly. can, it's, that's it. That it's worth everything in the entire world. Um, so yes, it is. again, Yitzi, thank you for stopping by and joining us on go simple, the podcast. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Keep bringing out good music that inspires that, it, that gives us physic that is good to listen to and everything you do. And like I said, keep thank me posted. You on everything you're doing. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Sure. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye. You've just listened to another wonderful episode of Go Simple, the podcast. For more news, updates, and information on our next episode, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at Go Simple Live, and don't forget to check out the show notes and videos on www.gosimcha.com along with zeradio.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, Go Simcha!